on 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This, this is Newstalk. Obviously, every year in advance of the budget, the Irish Fiscal Advisory Council issues some warnings and advice to the government, which usually the government and politicians uh, tend to ignore. And we then have a review of the budget out today from the Fiscal Advisory Council. And not surprisingly, they're not happy with the budget, considering that the government didn't listen to what they were saying. So the Irish Independent Coalition accused of gaming budget rules to hide spend. The government's own fiscal watchdog has accused it of gimmickry and trying to game the system pretty strong words, to downplay an inflation-busting €12 billion budget giveaway for next year. The Irish Independent describes it as an excoriating report. The Fiscal Advisory Council says the government has ignored spending overruns in health, blurred the lines between permanent and one-off measures and failed to target cost-of-living supports to those who need them most. That's also the front of the Irish Times. Budgetary gimmickry poses risks to the economy. The government's repeated breaching of its own spending rules has resulted in €6.6 billion of additional expenditure since 2021. The Fiscal Advisory Council accusing the government of using fiscal gimmickry to flatter its budgetary numbers, noting that several items included in the budget were labelled as non-core or temporary spending when they were likely to persist. So that's the front of the Irish Times. Also on that uh, front page, between 450 and 500 complaints alleging Garda members have used excessive force are made each year. That's according to GSOC, the Ombudsman. However, the number that end up in court is in the low single digits and often results in acquittals. Allegations of excessive use of force or assault by on and off duty members account for about one fifth of the complaints made to the Guard the Watchdog annually. So lots of people are complaining about excessive use of force by the Gardaí, but very few of those complaints are ending up in court. And when they do end up in court, it seems like most of them are acquitted. Uh, the Irish Daily Star have a goo hero. This is the Brazilian man who was being described as a hero for intervening in the knife horror outside the school on Parnell Square. He's pictured drinking a pint on the front of the Irish Daily Star, finally got his pint. And it also tells us the news that uh, there were several GoFundMes set up for the people who intervened in that incident and also GoFundMes set up for the children who were hurt in the stabbing incident. And all in all, €700,000 has now been donated to those GoFundMes. So the Irish people, very, very generous indeed. Lots of money donated through those various different fundraising efforts. The Irish Daily Mirror, letter of the law, the man who dragged his dying uncle to a post office and tried to claim his pension, could be sent back to jail for stealing an €8 earring. And then the Irish Sun goes with Shane McGowan uh, and it's Fairy Tale of New York versus Last Christmas on the front page. I could have been number one, well so could Annie Wham is the headline. Shane McGowan is set to be beaten to number one in the UK by Wham's Last Christmas. So lots of people had hoped to get the song to number one in the wake of uh, Shane McGowan's death and his funeral tomorrow. However, midweek chart stats show that Fairy Tale of New York is trailing behind Wham with Last Christmas. So it doesn't look like it's going to be 
number one. Staying with uh, Shane McGowan and his funeral, the Irish Independent tells us that Johnny Depp and Nick Cave are going to fly into Ireland for the funeral of Shane McGowan. There was a lot of speculation about who the famous faces are going to be at the funeral. Uh, The Irish Independent can confirm that both Johnny Depp and Nick Cave will be present for the songwriter's send-off. Johnny Depp was best man at Shane McGowan's wedding to Victoria Mary Clark a few years ago and Nick Cave called him a true friend and the greatest songwriter of his generation. So we have the funeral tomorrow morning. The procession will go through Dublin uh, and then it'll go on to um, Tipperary then after that. So it goes through Dublin. It'll be led by the Artane Band and a piper. Then it goes to the junction of South Lots Road and Rings End Road at around half ten tomorrow morning. Then on to Pierce Street and to the junction of Lombard Street East, East and Westland Row. And following that, then the route will go around Dublin and then the hearse and the family cars will depart for Nina in Tipperary for the funeral service tomorrow at half three. I suspect there'll be big names, not only Johnny Depp and Nick Cave, there could be a few other A-listers at that funeral tomorrow. Now, elsewhere, the Irish Independent is looking ahead to the European elections next year, Fine Gael, and who they're going to run. Apparently, the party doesn't want to run candidates in the uh, elections next year who were unsuccessful in the 2020 general election. So there was a lot of speculation in Dublin that they could run people like Kate O'Connell or Noel Rock. Uh, they have been named as potential candidates for the elections. However, a senior Fine Gael figure has said they were surprised candidates who couldn't get elected in a general election would expect to run in a European election. So now it looks like Richard Bruton could be the front runner there. Or also they are suggesting Junior Finance Minister Jennifer Carol McNeil. We also have Minister Josepha Madigan. I heard her on the hard shoulder here on News Talk yesterday evening. She wants to put her name forward as well. Lots of people want the nod. Regina Doherty is going to put her name forward. But essentially, if you didn't win a seat in the general election, Fine Gael, it looks like, ain't going to run you in the European election. We have the Irish Book of the Year announced. It was announced last night. The Bee Sting by Paul Murray has been named, according to the Irish Times, as the Unpost Irish Book of the Year. It was among six category winners at the Irish Book Awards competing for the accolade. And they were chosen on the principle of the highest number of votes secured during the shortlist voting process and of course that book was also shortlisted for the Booker Prize and the Bee Sting had already been voted Novel of the Year so congratulations to Paul Murray it's a great book, I did read it Um, there's one or two chapters that I really struggled with because they don't have any uh, full stops quotation marks, commas, things like that. So I found it hard to follow, but that might say more about me than the book itself. And obviously the judges feel that it is book of the year. So there we go. The Beasting by Paul Murray. Congratulations to Paul. There's a new trend in America when it comes to pints of Guinness. And it seems that pub owners here are nervous that it's going to come this side of the water. The sun tells us that there's a bizarre Guinness craze from the US where the black stuff is mixed with lager or cider. Uh, this is what Diageo is encouraging people stateside to do. They want them to try a Guinness with the Guinness Blacklist, which is a mix of, you can have half a Guinness, and we'll say Smithix, or a half and half Guinness and Harp, or a Black Velveteen, which is Guinness 
and cider. Now, Dublin publican Ronan Lynch uh, says that he's often asked by US tourists for this concoction, uh, but he says that it doesn't really want to happen here, but it already happens with American tourists, and apparently it's big stateside. So the sun went off and tried it. Don't think they were a huge fan of it either. A couple of final stories for you, a couple of TV stories. Uh, first of all, RT, according to the star, has no plans to bring back Glen Rowe to our screens. Obviously, Glen Rowe was a huge hit. We all remember it, uh, particularly on <clears throat> a Sunday night before you had to go back to work or school. But after RT announced it was dropping Fair City's Sunday night episode, journalists got on to RT to ask, would they replace it with Glen Rowe? And a spokesperson has told the star that they have no plans to bring back the show. Staying with the star, we have another celebrity announced for Dancing with the Stars. It is former Mrs. Brown's Boys star Rory Cowan, who has been announced as the latest celebrity to take part in next year's Dancing with the Stars. He's the 10th celebrity lined up to do the show. Uh, Obviously, we already have people like Rosanna Davison, newsreader Eileen Dunn. Then we have some people I've never heard of, like David Whelan, Blue Hydrangea, Miriam Mullins and uh, Shane Quigley-Murphy. They are the celebrities. Davy Russell, I know him. He's also on the show as well. One final story for you, which comes from the Irish Independent. If you'd like to live a long life, the world's longest living people in Japan have disclosed the four secrets. Uh, an organisation has gone off and asked people aged over 110 the secret to their success. And they say being consistent with habits, not overeating, refraining from doing things in excess and moving more were among some of the lifestyle habits that these super centenarians followed, according to Business Insider. So that's how you live a long life. It doesn't sound like a very happy life, but at least you can live long. Anyway, those are the stories making the paper's headlines. On 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This, this is News Talk.